0: Well, I think it's worthy of of a little bit of review, because we were taking a look at um, why is it so difficult uh, to be a Christian, and I think what we really ended up with is we have to kind of reframe that question, because the real question, uh, or another question is, is it really hard to be a Christian? No, it's not hard
1: to be a Christian.
0: You mean become a Christian? To
2: be
3: a Christian?
0: No,
4: it's hard to be
0: obedient. It's hard to be obedient. So what is a better question then? Instead of, why is it sometimes so hard to be a Christian? How would we better frame the question based on what we looked at last week in Romans 7 and 8? Why is
4: it so hard
0: to be an obedient Christian? Oh, that's that's a great way to to frame it. So why is it sometimes so difficult to be an obedient Christian? Follower of Jesus Christ, an obedient disciple. Why? Why is that so challenging? And so, what did we? What our did we learn? Nature. Our nature. Our nature. So, what is our nature? Sinful. Yeah. So, our nature is is sinful, according to Romans seven. And you know, the Apostle Paul talks about that. And of course, every single one of us. The thing I love about Romans seven and eight is that is is it's packed full of very powerful stuff. But it's so practical because we live it. Why? Why is it when I see something that I ought to do, I walk right on by? And then why is it that the things that I don't want to do, I contemplate, I think about, I even pray that I, you know, God give me the strength not to do it? And then sometimes I do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that? Mm-hmm. And so we're we're stuck in that. In, in the realm of the tension on this side of eternity aren't we just stuck with that tension and I think often if we view it biblically we have to understand that that tension will always exist it will never go away and yet and yet what else do we know from Romans 8 we know that we've been set free Okay, so we have an out. But what does being set free mean? What are we set free from? The compulsion to have to do it. The compulsion to have to do it. Now, the, and here's the... Here's the, the really really good news is that we know the parable of, of, of the seeds right so the seeds are sown and they go on what there's four different kinds of soil that it goes that, that seed can fall on and and we've experienced this haven't we and, and I would submit to you that everybody in this room is the, is, is uh, uh, the seed fell fell on, on pretty good soil or we wouldn't be here okay that's number one and so number two is we are because we are being sanctified and we are growing in our walk with the Lord and that will continue as long as he gives us breath that is going to continue um, and, we, and we have been set free but set free from or to what
5: to do the right thing.
0: Set free to do the right thing, and and uh, let's let's just turn real quick, just as a by way of review, let's just turn to Romans eight. <laughs> and somebody just read Romans eight one.
6: Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus.
0: You can finish all of one if you'd like
4: to. It. It because of the spirit of life set me
6: free from the law
0: of sin and death.
6: Okay. I had a little asterisk up there and I thought that was
0: the next verse. Yeah, they broke it up. So, there, therefore, there is no what? There's no condemnation. And so, and uh, and and for those who are what? In Christ Jesus, okay? And so, then, how do we walk?
5: According to the Spirit.
0: According to the Spirit. And not according to the flesh. Mm -hmm. And yet, we live in the flesh. We've got flesh. Mm -hmm. Okay? And we looked at Romans 8, and we've been studying this for weeks now about about the Holy Spirit (coughs) indwelling us. And what does that really mean? because we are so flesh-oriented, aren't we? Because of that nature that we have and that tension that we have that we will continue to have that the Bible tells us we will continue to have. And yet we don't want to sin. We do. But we don't want to. And, of course, we know the difference, though. We know the difference. And so, uh, what's the... what's 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 the goal of our of our life? What's our What's our purpose? What are we here What are we doing here?
1: Please God. Please God. Well, I remember We're God. here to
0: please God, to please and glorify God. Okay, that's our purpose. He created us for relationship with Him, and that everything that we would do would 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 be pleasing to Him and glorifying to Him. And so, how did your day go today? Did that happen real real well for you? Okay. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> how about yesterday? <laughs> yeah, you know some days are better than others, aren 't they? I always like to say every day's a good day, some are better than others yeah. um and so and so that tension that we that we have in our life is only overcome by one thing there's a practical thing and and we hear. From the pulpit, church all the time. You know, now let's not just be hearers, but let's be doers of the word. So, what do we do? Insofar as it's up to us, what do we do to overcome that tension as opposed to give into it?
1: Last Obedience to, and
0: uh, go ahead, go
1: ahead. Well no, I was going to say, I wrote, I wrote down last week says that set your mind on the things of God.
0: Set your mind on the things of God. renew your mind according to Romans 12.12 how often? okay this is where i I got to tell you a story (laughs) (laughs) I have a practical example of that Mm -hmm. I learned something last Wednesday night when I was here Mm -hmm. and I put it into practice this week Mm
4: -hmm.
0: and it's been really cool and it was just a comment that somebody made. And that somebody is sitting in this room. Did
4: you tell him? Right.
0: And, oh, he'll, he'll know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> and he said at one time, he set his watch, so that every hour, it, he had a vigil watch, and so every hour it went ding, ding. So I set my watch this week for every hour to go ding, ding. And it's amazing because even I who have been... I, I'm telling you, uh, I have been so blessed because in that study to the Holy Spirit series that we are doing, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even begin to explain to you what God's been doing in my own life just because I've been in, uh, just so immersed, you know. And yet the ding-ding on my watch every day since last week, mm-hmm. every hour, is... It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how, how I can lose track of, of the fact that, that I want to I walk in step with the Spirit. This moment. okay? And a whole hour would go by and I'd be reminded because, ding, ding. Yeah. And I'm all caught up in what I'm doing,
4: which is okay.
0: It's okay. What I'm doing is okay. Um, and yet it's that reminder. Ah. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm, you know, and I don't know how long I'm going to do that, but you know, it was a practical thing that I could do. that there's just been, I don't know. It seems almost silly, doesn't it? And yet it's not. No? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it's been working for me. It's just been an incredible thing. That was just a. To yeah, you gotta wear a watch. Or you can do it with your iPhones, guys. Oh, you gotta have a phone. I'm <laughs> surprised you have a car. No, I was just wondering if you you know, do you clean up after your horse when you when you're Just checking. So,
4: the question is what nature do we live by? <laughs> 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 so Oh, yeah.
5: mm-hmm. We live by the Spirit.
0: We live by the Spirit. Do we?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: No. All the
5: time. time. Well, we should. Ah. We should.
0: But, but that's an excellent way to put it, Doris. And we live by the Spirit. Why? Mm-hmm.
5: Because,
0: because He lives Spirit in us. Dwells. Because it, the Spirit indwells us. And why else do we live? What does what What did we learn last week? I'm gonna touch your memory without looking it up. What else did we learn last week from Romans? Why is it that we live in the spirit? Because if we don't, what happens? We can't do anything. And I'm looking for one other thing and what scripture teaches us that if we don't live in the spirit.
4: We walk and, we walk according to the flesh. and we walk
0: according to the flesh, and what happens if we walk according to the flesh? We get away from God. die. The Bible says we die because the flesh is death and the spirit is life and yet and yet there's the tension there's the tension you know and so as we practice whether it's the wristwatch practice <laughs> whatever the spiritual disciplines are that we employ in our lives to be in step with the spirit according to Galatians 5:23 um, if we do those things and we put them in practice God's word tells us it is up to us by choice, but we can absolutely do nothing. We can do nothing. In fact, we not only can do nothing, um, God says that, that he is love and without love we are nothing. Uh, so you know, starting with love, um, it's really important that we make the choice. We make the choice. Because everybody sitting in this room has also had times and seasons in their lives where they were, where they were struggling? <laughs> struggling, apart, mm-hmm. apart. tested,
6: tested. tested.
0: Mm-hmm. uncommitted
6: disobedient <laughs> consistently
0: okay and and we 've walked through those periods haven 't we? we have walked through those periods and and so uh, god 's word tells us to to we have to live in the spirit it 's about living in the spirit it is a spiritual world that we live in, and God is spirit, God is love, God wants us to be in 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 step with and in tune with and and in joined with his spirit that lives in us. So why do we walk in the flesh? It's our nature. So, but why do we do it? It's natural.
4: Bless you
0: in the flesh. Ouch! Yeah. And therein lies attention. And so, oh my gosh, if that doesn't drop us to our knees in, ter- in terms of our need uh, for 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 Christ, and, and, and I'm talking 24/7, 365, it is it is, uh, it is our responsibility. In fact, we looked last week uh, at Romans, and it said in the NIV, not the not the New King James or the King James. In the NIV, it says that we then have an obligation. Well, obligation is a pretty powerful word. We have an obligation to live in the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit. Why is that? Why do we have that obligation? Because of what?
4: Because the Holy
0: Spirit is in us, because the Holy is in us and because of what Christ did for us. I mean, are you kidding me? I want, my, I want my life to, to count. And what does that mean? Does that mean that uh, you know, everybody's going to remember my name when I'm gone? No. I want it to count for Christ. And so what that means is I, I want to be obedient, even when I'm not. I, I want to be, I desire to be. and I want to please God, and, and, and every believer I know falls into that, into that category, because it's oh, I did it again. And that's what Paul's talking about here so it says you know, become slaves to righteousness in Romans 6.19 I love that slaves of righteousness for the sake of holiness and holiness is nothing more than being set apart right? and doesn't God already see us as fully righteous? okay so let's just take the let's just take the opportunity every day and now every hour you're going to hear this go off in just a few minutes And it's going to to go off. And that's the reminder. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to be in step with you right this moment. In whatever I'm doing. In whatever I'm doing at the moment. I'm going to be in step with you, Lord. Not with my flesh. Because that's what's natural. Is me to step into the fleshly world. And that's... And we've been talking about this, and we're, we'll, we'll move on here in just a second. But we've been talking about this in terms of categorizing things. Now, we put our life in these in, in in these in these categories. Okay, I go to work, so I'm not at church, and I'm not. I don't have to be spiritual there. I don't have to. Or you know what? I'm at home. I'm the only one that's there. Nobody else is there, so I can kind of set that time apart because that's, that's different. That's not true. T- isn't true? It's <laughs>
4: well you are, because God's always right there with you. In so the you're flesh. Not,
0: you're not. In the flesh, flesh, you're home alone. And that's my point. When you think you are, when you think you are, or, and when you, I mean, how many times have we heard the old story about having too much free time on your hands? I, I, I love the book of Proverbs, it talks about you know, sluggers. Um, you know, and they don't do anything, so they have too much <coughs> time on their hands, and so guess what, guess what happens? Nothing gets done. Well, nothing gets done, but the stuff that does get done tends to get done badly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. we, we tend to we tend to migrate towards the, the flesh mm-hmm. if we're not careful with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, I'm thinking that the, the, the I'm thinking about the chime in six minutes is probably a good thing. Okay? It's probably a good thing. So, so it's sometimes hard to be a Christian because we choose not to. Mm-hmm. But I like the, I like rephrasing the question. It's sometimes hard to, to be an obedient Christian or to behave like a, like a Christian or to, or to act, same thing, um, Christ-like. It's sometimes hard to do that because we give in to the flesh. Mm-hmm. And we let the flesh win even though the Spirit has Holy Spirit resurrection power in our lives, mm. it, there is no more powerful force mm. known. Mm. And I don't know about you, there's the goosebump moment, but I, I don't know about you. But the most powerful thing ever, I, I can't say ever created because God was not created. The most powerful force if we if we try to relate to it in human terms that ever has been is in us. We have access to it by the moment to overcome the sin nature that we have that is not that doesn't even remotely come close to the power that is the power of the spirit that is in us. But so now we're confronted with the with with the choice.
5: But in order to access that access that power, we have to set aside the flesh power altogether. Yeah, and that's not easy to do. I know <coughs> I know a young man who was an alcoholic or is an alcoholic. And he tried and tried to get over that. And he would be free of it for maybe two years or maybe six months or maybe one year. He'd always go back to it. <coughs> he said it was a struggle every day to stay sober. So he, f- he said he finally decided <coughs> he couldn't do anything more about it. He tried and tried. So he said he threw himself on the floor in front of God and said, if you don't help me, I'll always be a drunk. I tried and tried. I can't do it. And he said, the Lord just took it away from him. Mm -hmm. He just felt it leave. And he said, it just left me, and I've never wanted to drink since. So he said, I don't need it. I don't want it. Mm -hmm. And the Lord took it away from me. And now, if I do it, it's because I choose to do it. It's not that I have to anymore. And before, Mm -hmm. it was almost like he had to. He couldn't stop Mm -hmm. himself.
0: And that's a great illustration of the difference of the power of the (laughs) flesh. Mm -hmm and the power of the Spirit and the power of the Spirit all he had to do was ask for the Lord to take it away and mean it he, he came to the end of himself there didn't he mm-hmm. and the Lord said okay I'll show you Isn't it? I love yeah. answers to prayer like that <laughs> that are powerful yeah.
5: well he had prayed before and asked the Lord to take it but somehow it didn't leave him because he still thought he could do it I suppose mm-hmm. or thought he should do it mm-hmm. and he couldn't
0: and those are the things and we can't do any of those things we, we are unable according to scripture we can do nothing, <coughs> and of course, the context of that is we can do nothing spiritually. Mm-hmm. We can do nothing. Well, no. oh, I can do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I true. can do all kinds of stuff in the flesh, mm-hmm. but all that's meaningless. It doesn't. It doesn't. You, you know, uh, Romans eight eight says so. Then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Didn't we just say that? that's what we're here for is to to please to glorify the Lord in all of our actions and we can only do that in the spirit Ah, oh it starts getting actually simpler not more complicated so I just have to choose to walk in the spirit it's a choice and not in the flesh and when I walk in the flesh stop just stop because it's a choice it's a choice, and there's all kinds of mechanisms in place. Uh, that's what I, I love about well, it's electronic. But that's what I love about this book because you know God gave gave us His Word, uh, and it's the truth. And everything that we need for life and Godliness is included. He didn't leave anything out. There's, there's nothing that He left out. Um, he, it's 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 all inclusive uh, for us, uh, and it's it's directly for us. And so we ought to be engaged in that because that's how that speaks to us most of the time, right? So um, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing uh, that Romans 7 and 8 talks about this tension that we live with. We live with the tension, live with the tension, live with the tension. And at the same time, the next chapter over, um, it's just, it's a letter, okay? And in this letter that he wrote, he says, however... However, just just access the power of the Holy Spirit already in you, and you will overcome the flesh. It's the only way that you can overcome the flesh. Is you have to be, you have to walk in the Spirit, You have to live in the Spirit, you have to be in concert there it is.
4: <laughs> 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 with the Spirit. <laughs> not Your watch is slow. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Times, you know.
0: <laughs> and so there therein lies the that's there, there's the answer. I wish Olivia were here. She always likes these hard fast answers. Okay, so why is it so difficult to, to be obedient? Because there's tension because of our nature. And what's the answer? Don't give in to that nature. Be obedient
5: but it's so difficult not to give in to the nature if you think you are.
0: Uh,
5: See, so you just like this man was telling me that uh-huh. he, th- he had prayed many times to get rid of that alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And he said, he, and, and he would be able to do it for a year or two sometimes. Mm. And then he, I always end up going back. So, <coughs> whatever it was, he gave in, I, I, he still thought he had to do it, I suppose. So he wasn't completely in the spirit. It's hard to do that. Mm-hmm.
3: So I think God often, often I think His pattern is, is that He will allow something in our life to get us to the point where we do fall on our face and confess Mm -hmm. we cannot proceed without Him.
0: You know, and that's I I love. um, uh, You know, I'm 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 pretty well aware of the of the of the 12-step program um, in AA, and I uh, I like the Christian 12 steps more than I like the secular AA. 12 steps, only because um, they don't point you to Christ and they, they point you to, <laughs> <Power>. <laughs> um, and you, you got to figure out what that, what that means. But other than that, the other, the other 11 steps are, are pretty good. Um, notwithstanding, what's the first thing that, that, that uh, an addict has to, to do? Anybody know what the first step is?
4: Yeah, it's Yeah.
0: You have to get to that point where you identify that you are at your life is a mess and you are absolutely powerless because you see those steps are biblical and that's what we have to get to, to to come to Christ because you can't come to Christ any other way. If you come to Christ thinking that you got it all together, you're not coming to Christ. You're coming to yourself. And so you have to. What does Scripture say? What do we have to do to ourselves in order to come to Christ? We have to die to ourselves. We have to take up our cross. We looked at that months back. We have to take up our cross and, and follow him. And, and what does that look like? There's no flesh involved in that. <laughs> there's, no, there's no flesh to, to die to yourself. So to die to yourself is a real struggle. And, and nobody's ever done it all the way. Jesus, <laughs> he's our example. But we, but we haven't done it. Um, and just today I was having a conversation with my wife about um, about uh, saying some things about somebody um, that I ought't not that's going to be really bad English. I was I had to, I had to say I was sorry because I probably said some things that I shouldn't have said uh, in just a normal conversation describing what the situation was, uh, but it wasn't very... Uh, Edifying. It wasn't. It wasn't edifying to anybody, <laughs> in, including me, the one that actually sinned by saying these things. Um, and uh, and you know, and so you just it just boy, you know, just today it was very evident that it's very natural just to be in the flesh. because yeah. okay? it was a difficult situation, and um, you know, and you don't have to pound your fist or swear. Or any of those things. It's just it wasn't very uplifting and you know, the Bible has a lot to say about that. So so forgive us Lord because that's a that's a daily thing. You know? So
6: beep beep. Reminder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well no listen, I think <coughs> uh, some like that. Earlier teaching that uh, we have to be aware that there's a battle going on between Satan and the Holy Spirit. Satan knows he can't take us away, but he knows he can discourage us, and that that's where the I mentioned last week the importance of our focus has to be on the Holy Spirit because he, he wants to discourage us, Satan does in any way possible.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure there are a number of stories that could be told in this room about an attack from the evil one when things were going really, really well.
6: You know, it was a classic example of Job. I mean, he kept being attacked, and yet he, he, he didn't waver. You know, he could have very easily. I mean, many of us probably would have. least I, mean, I, I don't know how I would have handled it. again... God only gives you the grace to handle the situation when it comes not to think about it as to what you would do if you,
0: if you came to that spot yeah. Amen so we'll be in step with the spirit and then we'll ask ourselves the, the, the uh, first part of this question second and that is so how do I live my, my life for Christ <laughs> or what does it mean to live my life for Christ so, if, if what we're here for is to glorify God in our relationship with Him, <coughs> to honor Him, to glorify Him forever, okay? if, if that's the case, the forever part is easy. Because once I'm not here, I can get rid of the sin nature because He's already promised He's going to take it away. So, absent the body, present the Lord, whew, thank you, Jesus. Okay, I mean, thank you, Jesus. I'm looking forward to the days where I don't have the tension. I don't know what that's going to be like because I only have understood tension, um, but I I can understand it intellectually, <laughs> and and, um, and of course, on faith, we we know that that's where we're going. Right, we're going away from the tension, and that's going to be a good thing. And so, so what does that what does that look like? Meaning. Live my life for Christ. What does that look like?
3: Hmm. Kind of like uh, Sally here who uh, dances in church. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Just the freedom that you have to do that uh, expresses your love for Jesus. I think. Amen.
0: That's true. Absolutely. Amen. There's one. That is a physical manifestation of of what it means and what it looks like to live for Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. And what else? Yeah,
2: I think goes back to you know, your whole core of the, the fruit. I think sometimes as, as Christians, we, with the best of intentions, we want to we want to look like Jesus, talk like Jesus, and everything. So we create a list of all the things that we're supposed to do and not do. It's, it's very external. And then we try our best to live up to that standard, right? And, and what you're saying, what you said through the, Fruit of the Spirit is, is really we're kind of focusing in, in, in a weird way that's still self-centered.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and what you've been saying the last few months and even the last two weeks here is if we focus on the Spirit, sometimes we're going to do things. <laughs> and we're going to go, How? where did that even come from? How? And it was just Spirit-led, it was you react a different way you you have a different attitude you have a different response and and you almost are watching yourself and you catch yourself and you go oh, wow, wow.
0: <laughs> and you're almost like
2: where wh- I, I it's can't, me. was that yeah. me was that me right that's been, right Where did that come from because we're really focused on the spirit mm-hmm. and we, we give the freedom and, and that's where where events happen in our life where, where you're almost... Literally, spirit led. And, and, and it could be dancing, but it could be in conversation. It sure. could be, oh man, I shared my faith and I had never done that before. It just came out. <laughs> or, or I was very patient and I've never been that way before. Or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's where, um, if we're focusing on the right person, uh, God, God, go ahead.
1: I was thinking about, I do, when I do that, and I don't want to be out there doing it all the time for show or anything really I feel led by it from time to time but it's just the response that I get it's such a blessing to me I cannot tell you to greet people as I go out there but last week the blessing I had was that I have taken the hands of a couple of little girls <laughs> and they smiled at me so pretty, like when I got outside, when the little girl come up, she didn't really even know me, but she put her arms around me and hugged me. And I just said, oh, thank you, Lord. I just right. feel so blessed, you know, so I don't know if you don't want me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> um, or to give my life history. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs>
4: no, we don't. We don't
0: mind the one that we've decided that it's good that you only have a birthday once a year. away,
1: like said.
0: But okay. that is. But yeah. But Sally, that is freedom, okay. and you see, and there are some people, there are some people uh, um, from an expression point of view, um, that that are that are in the sanctification process, and they're and they're learning, and they're you know we joke you know, if you're a Presbyterian you can only raise if you go past your shoulders, that's bad, you know. And of course if you're a Pentecostal, if they're not all the way up all the time, you know, that's bad. And but and we, we have those churchy type jokes. But but there's some truth behind that. And the reality is is that as we are free in Christ and there is no condemnation. And as long as uh, as long as it is not hypocritical, meaning we're not doing it for show. What we're doing is that we are, we are joyful in the Lord. And that is, quite frankly, very contagious because that actually allows some people to go from here to here yeah. to, oh Lord, to here. And that freedom is very powerful. And you can be just as free Without raising your hands, Mm -hmm. and yet it's it's a heart condition, and yet those things God will use. And and that is, as, as long as it is edifying, it's good. If it is edifying, it is good. And that's why we shouldn't use words that aren't edifying, because it's never good. (laughs) <laughs> not to edify people and it's never good uh, to be to be like the, like the Pharisees who wanted the best place at the table who always wanted to pray out in front and out loud and, and, and it was all about looking at looking at me as opposed to worshiping in spirit and truth oh now there is some freedom that is freedom and and then you're free to share with others because that's what we're called to do. So yet living our life, let's turn to Mark twelve, twenty nine.
1: Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no man greater than thee.
0: And we know the context of that answer that Jesus gave, because what was the question? The verse right before that, That twenty-eight B. Yeah, yeah, and I love that because you got to understand the heart of of the of the questioner. The questioner didn't exactly have their heart right; it wasn't perfectly right, and yet so Jesus was giving them the correct answer. Okay, I'm going to make this simple for you guys. (laughs) Okay, it's still a heart condition, isn't it? Amazing how it always boils down to that. It's a heart condition. And he tells them that, hey, listen, everything hinges on this, okay? And of course, we see, and we're going to look at Deuteronomy 6.5 in, in, in a little bit, and hmm, isn't that interesting? Jesus is quoting right out of Deuteronomy here. Did Jesus know Scripture? <laughs> <laughs> well then there's that whole there's that whole uh, divinity humanity thing that's, that's going on during this, during this period you know and it's, a, it's always an interesting article and I've read some interesting books on that but uh, notwithstanding Jesus knows the scripture and he's quoting Deuteronomy and he says oh I love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your mind with all your strength And a second it's a love who? That's everybody. Who's our neighbor? Mm-hmm. Everybody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So then, you know, how do I live my life for Christ? How does that? How does that passage of scripture relate to answering the question how, how I live my life for Christ?
3: Mm-hmm. You have to have the love of God in your heart to do that, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit has to. Empower you to do that. Mm -hmm.
0: Without the Holy Spirit, you can't do that. Amen? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so how does this relate to, to what's the focus? God is
5: focused. focused. Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. And, what's he telling them to do? Love. 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 And when you get done doing that, then go ahead and love and love and love. And so, what does love look like? You know, the Bible's full of of, of these descriptions and these and these and these stories. And, 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 and you know, Jesus was here. And, and you know, you want to you want to see what love looks like. Well, just start in Genesis and end in Revelation. It's all that's what the book is. It's all about love. And um, and so he's telling them because they have this this question. You know they had this question that wasn't motivated exactly correctly. Their motivation wasn't as genuine as it might might have been. And yet Jesus told them, "Okay, focus on these things. What would be the natural outcome if you just spent 100% of your time focusing on loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength?
5: You would automatically
0: love your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like the second one isn't necessary, although it is necessary because Jesus said so. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, we've been looking at the fruit of the Spirit in, in weeks past, and so and you, you can't chase after the fruit of the Spirit. It's impossible to chase after the fruit of the Spirit. It is not possible to chase after that those one, nine fruits. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. It's an outcome. Mm-hmm. It's an outcome of what you said. What does it? <laughs> focus. <laughs> focus. You use the word focus.
4: Marvin, <laughs> <said lots> <laughs> <laughs> you
0: said that we
5: need to focus, yeah, and as we, we ago, <laughs> as we do, as we did, that's right.
0: That was, like, that was a, almost an eternity on our memory. Okay, and uh, and as long as we're on that topic, let's let's look at John, the next one, and we're going to go through these uh, on the list here. Let's look at John thirteen. 34 and 35 because Jesus is going is to speak again
3: John 13 34 and 35 you know I'm wondering here that scribe that came to Jesus and asked him what was the most important thing uh, Jesus said you're not far from the kingdom of God that's what Jesus said I'm just kind of wondering whether the scribe at that point was really trying to, to uh, please God and seek God and come to God and he was having trouble and he was trying to uh, clarify in his mind which direction to go or whatever, but Jesus was giving him such a high thing and the more he would be seeking, the more he would be realizing he, there's no way he can love that way so that he'd eventually come to, to acknowledge that he needed forgiveness in Jesus and uh, so I was just maybe that's reading between the lines oh, I
0: don't know, oh, I, I think that you know, Jesus obviously uh, everything he said was profound right. there wasn't one thing that Jesus said that wasn't profound mm-hmm. and so, you know, God speaks we should be listening, right? and so, uh, and so he says well, I, I'll tell you what uh, and he's just he's giving him so much value in in so few words in terms of of where his heart was to where where uh, the Lord wanted his heart to be. okay? And so and as he as he approached this question, um, uh, it, it's a it's a pretty profound answer because I, I don't know about you. But, um, you know, the Bible is replete with all kinds of instruction for us. Because, in our minds, we're kind of complex. <laughs> we, we put that on ourselves, this complexity. Um, and yet, uh, Jesus broke it down pretty simply. And I'm thinking that, that if we spent the rest of our days and the rest of our time just doing this, what Jesus said... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and now, now, don't do this, of course. Uh, you probably wouldn't... You wouldn't have to have access to the Bible if you were in a jungle or if you were on a, if you're on a shipwreck <laughs> and you were out uh, with, with, a, with a, a native group of people that had... A new group of people that had never been discovered before and you learned their language and you knew this. Um, if you focused on this, if you just focused on this and you had nothing else and you were empowered and you appropriated the power of the Holy Spirit to do this, I wonder what that would look like. It's profound. We could spend the rest of our days just focusing on loving the Lord your God. And all this other stuff would come. The fear would go away. How do you have time to be afraid if you're focusing on, on loving the Lord your God with Everything we've got.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We just have a lot of
2: distractions, don't we? You know, Robert, you know, in, in 33, the guy responds and he says, To love your neighbor, to love God and your neighbor is more important than all offer, burnt and offerings and sacrifices. This is the same guy who's asked the question. Sure. So I think Jesus is acknowledging that, okay, this teacher of the law is getting it. He's starting to get it. He's starting to get it. I and mean, this is the teacher of the law, and all of a sudden he says, you're right, Jesus, it is more important than sacrifices and burnt offerings than the law. Right. So I think Jesus is, 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 is affirming him. I think he's affirming mm-hmm. that, yeah, you get yeah. it. Uh-huh. You come along. Uh-huh. So, and remember, important. in his mind,
0: what was he thinking about? He's well,
3: probably thinking more of the, the, the uh, what the Jews were thinking about. The 613 no. laws no. of the mitzvah. Yeah. I mean, that's what he was
0: thinking of. Wait a minute, He's, you know, because I mean, the Jews at the time, and still uh, some of them, you know, they're going through the checklist. There's 613 of them. And I mean, that's impossible, you know, to go from 10 to, I can, get, I can wrap my brain around 10, uh, you know, but to add to that, there's 613. And, and, and I don't know, but this fellow was probably thinking about that because it was the law, the law, the law. And, um, you know, so, boy, there's a big difference between attaining something by, by being compliant with the law, if you will, and love. There's, there's a chasm between those two, just a chasm. So in terms of living our life... Uh, and I think you're right, Richie. I think this guy was it, 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 there, there. There was affirmation there, and I think that he was saying it's okay. Do do this because Every, everything else, all all 611 of the other ones that are probably in the back of your mind, buddy. Okay, they all end on this. So you you might, it's okay. Yeah, you're you're getting there. You're getting there. And you know what? Sometimes I think he's saying that to us. It's okay. You're getting there.
3: You're getting there. He
2: was working with him. He was helping him process. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he, he, like you just said, he says that to us because I think we we can even in in the church. I have to read. I have to pray. I have to serve. I have to give. We have our own six hundred, <laughs> and sometimes we got to remind, be reminded. No, just love. Love God, love your neighbor, focus on that, and the things follow, even even for us, they'll follow uh, as a fruit, as a byproduct, and so yeah, it's the same thing, it's like, yeah, it's, it's the same message.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, I, I love our, our our most recent study, because nowhere in Scripture does it say, um, uh, does it tell us to pursue um, these these uh, these fruit that are manifest in our lives it never tells us to pursue those fruit it tells us that the fruit of the spirit are so, so as we are in tune with the spirit as we are walking in the spirit these are the things these are quote unquote to our human uh, uh, way of looking at things these are the things that we will that we will notice are the measures but they're not the things that we're supposed to pursue. You, you can't go out and pursue patience. You'll drive yourself nuts. <laughs> you'll be less patient if you try to pursue patience. <laughs> <That could do. laughs> I mean, haven't we all done that? <laughs> yeah. And so take any one of those through to the Spirit, and I'm telling you to try to pursue one of those things, because you'll be so focused on that that everything else will, will, will go in the dumpster. <laughs>
1: You know, a song I keep singing here, lately says and they will know I'm a Christian by my love, by my love. Hmm. So, will know we are Christians by our love. So let's that read it just keeps coming to me. Yeah. So let's read John
0: thirteen, thirty four and thirty
1: five. Somebody Yeah. That's that sums it up a
5: new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you and that you also love one another mm-hmm. by this we'll all know that you are my disciples if you have loved one for another
0: mm-hmm. why did Jesus say this This a, a new command I give you why was it new
5: because they would never heard that before <laughs> <laughs> it was always
0: due before uh, yeah. because
4: Christ had to him
0: yeah, he hadn't been crucified, and he was saying, as I have... So there's this demonstration of love, and, and it, it, you know the crescendo had not come yet. okay? And it was going to be... Uh, I, I think that this teacher of the law back here, in Mark is probably at the crucifixion. I don't know this, of course. There's no support for this, but I, I have to, I'm imagining in my mind, I have nothing else, that the crucifixion took place... Uh, And then three days later, Jesus was raised and his jaw was hanging down here somewhere. That's what he's talking about? That's the love he's talking about? You know, he was with us and then he was crucified and then he was raised and just like he said, and I, I mean, you know, it's love, 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 love. And then... And then Jesus says in John 13, 34, you know, I give you this, uh, love one another as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. So you must, I like that word, Mm -hmm. so you must. Why did he use the word must? So you must love one another. Mm -hmm. Why do you think he used that word? It's It's
4: a command.
0: (laughs) He's commanding us to love one another. Why?
4: Because we don't normally like to do that. That's right. Some days
0: you'll even talk badly about people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it happens. I've, that's what I've heard. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's it's this command because he knew that there was going to be the tension. Okay, When he was with them, there it is. So you must love one another. And then, the outcome of that is what? No, the outcome of the love. He says so right here in verse 1.
5: Everybody will know that you're a disciple. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, they're not... He doesn't say, go to church on Sunday at (laughs) night. And that way people will know that you're my disciple. There's a lot of people in a lot of churches in a lot of places in this world that, that are not disciples of Jesus Christ that are in church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what did he say? You must love one another. That's how they're going to know. Right. So don't talk badly about them, you knucklehead. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. How is that loving? How is that loving? Well, it's not. I don't care how you feel. <laughs> Jesus said, you must love one another. Because if you do, you as I loved you, Okay, So, you know, some people have trash can moments. Some people mm-hmm. you well, know, Does that include politicians? We keep talking about
5: Well, you know, even one of the executioners at the cross said, yeah. surely this man was the son of God. Mm-hmm. So he didn't act like the rest of them that were being crucified. Mm-hmm. He forgave his executioners.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And so that was... That was displaying real love,
0: there. No question. And, and speaking of that level of forgiveness, what did what did what did Jesus say um, in terms of of a demonstration of forgiveness? Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Are you kidding me? What they did to him?
6: Yeah.
4: Well, you know, the Roman guards had to have talked them themselves and said, "This guy hasn't done anything wrong. Why are they?" You know, they had to look. They had to look been talking. You know, I was and watching him and seeing his reaction.
2: There's, there was a... Um, somebody asked me a question over Good Friday, Easter weekend. They said they read reading the Gospels. If you read in the Gospels, it says uh, when Jesus was crucified that the, the robbers reviled him. And then in another Gospel, you have the conversation with the thief on the cross, and and they were wondering about that because they were wondering, oh, well, how is that? How come there's two different versions of, of that incident? And so I studied it, and, and uh, as related to what you're talking about, um, some scholars believe that that, that that was actually two incidents. It's two separate. When Jesus was first crucified, first went up, everyone around reviled him, including the robbers. But perhaps because of his reaction and his words, one of them... Repented and understood who he was. Mm-hmm. So it was actually two separate instances, but based on his reaction, what he said and did on the cross, one of them had a change of heart, mm-hmm. and that's where the second mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because um,
0: it, you know one of the things I love about the Bible is, of course, you know it's it's uh, it's been published more than any other book in the <laughs> in the history uh, of. of of the written word, uh, number one it's been studied uh, more than in the other book. If you could put the hours of study that have gone into books, which is impossible to calculate uh, I, I just wonder what that would look like on, on a scale, you know, it would be skyrocket for the Bible compared to anything else because all of the other stuff leaves you so you know, I mean, uh, I mean even Islam in the, in the Quran, they don't really it's, it's not the same uh, as, as Christians that, that, that really study God's word um, and yet, it's interesting um, how much biblical illiteracy there is still. <laughs> you know, it's kind of kind of interesting. So there's that's a paradox that, that is. Uh, I mean, shame on the church actually. Um, in in some ways, but but uh, but it's, it becomes quite personal because you have to choose to, don't you? It's just like you know being in step with the Spirit. But
4: that's also with reading the Bible and the way you might read
0: not out of it. Five years later, it again. It wow. Oh, yeah. Happened all the time. Mm-hmm. That's called sanctification. So, um, you know, I see things different all the Well, that's why you said that, because it's happened to you, hasn't it?
7: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it
0: has.
4: <laughs> yeah, of course. Mm-hmm.
0: Of course, because we're never in the same place. Mm-hmm. You know, God's working on us. And so we're growing, and, and um, y- you know, we see things very differently. Um, sometimes than we did in, in the past. Um, how about Matthew sixteen twenty four? We alluded to this just a, just a few minutes ago. If somebody is there. One of the real keys in terms of how, how we live our life for Christ.
5: Then Jesus, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me.
0: I love that scripture. I use it on a regular basis and, and maybe it's just a, uh, it's it's a reminder for I me, mean, I'm not sure, but, but you <laughs> so
4: Somebody's calling.
0: Now that's somebody that's really interested in being in step with the Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's car to go awesome. <laughs> it just won't stop. Um, so so this, uh, we, we looked at this in, in great detail some weeks back um, in terms of denying uh, ourselves and, and that denying ourselves uh, means, means what?
4: Denying
0: deny our flesh. And what do you have to do to the flesh in order to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? Crucified. Be crucified. We are crucified with Christ. We are dead. You realize that? In the flesh we have, we have died. Not our dying. It's past tense. you go. And we so, spend oh. Spend. Oh. Yeah. so it's past tense. So we, we must die to ourselves. Amen? How are we doing that? Day day.
4: <laughs> you can only I do it one day have. at a time. Well,
2: actually, sometimes it's even <laughs> tough for <in> the day. Some people have to sit there and watch every hour. I it gets that tough sometimes. It, well, you know what's interesting about that verse? And I know we studied it a while ago. <laughs> Many of us look at that as is, is what's your initial reaction when you read that verse? Mm-hmm. Emotional reaction. Like it's like, oh, right? Victim yeah. is like some horrible thing. Mm-hmm. What if that read that in the context of marriage? Mm.
5: Yeah.
2: Of
4: mm-hmm.
2: I mean if, if you love someone and you 're going to mm-hmm. commit to being married to them, what you 're really saying on that married on that on the ceremony is hey i 'm dying to myself. I choose to deny myself out of love because we're back to love mm-hmm. see we, we often <coughs> see this as some horrible sacrifice, some miserable thing and and the truth is wait. uh I can't, I, you know, okay, let's get married, Nadine. I'm going to deny myself <laughs> daily. I'm going to take my cross because I have to. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it's it's interesting how, where, we, where do we pick that up? And I know the context of the cross and everything like that, but but if, if the greatest kind is of love, then we're sort of joyfully, willingly, lovingly picking up that cross because... We do it in some relationships on this planet. We understand self-denial. I mean, if, you, if you've been a parent, right? You're getting up all hours of the night. You're, you're denying yourself. You're self-sacrificially loving your kids. We, we, we know that at some level, but it's just interesting whenever we talk about discipleship, we, we make this a very heavy thing and we forget the whole love part.
4: That's because, because of that word. Should have used a different word. <laughs> 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 Did he got lost the translation? Well, he, he does. He uses different words more or less in uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all those who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. I yeah. Not that difficult. Yeah, and you have
0: him my you know, way. And, and we do tend to make these things heavy, don't we? When, yeah. when, and it, that, and, and it robs us of our joy. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that and that's and, and quite frankly, that is a that is a tool of the enemy that is a tool of the enemy is to take things and twist them around mm-hmm. to rob us of our joy in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because, I'm telling you, when we are... Everybody I know in this room has had the experience of just being in step with the Lord and and being... You know, we talk about being in His will. And and, and you know it and and... You're denying yourself without even having to say it, Um, and you are being very self-sacrificial in the things that you're doing. And mostly, you're just you are just learning. You are falling in love with the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's like wow, it's amazing what's going on around you at at that time. You know what I mean? Um, And then the enemy says, "But oh, it's a heavy religious thing, and you've got to you you are selfish, and you got to." And and we put that on ourselves. Mm Uh, and then the joy goes away, and we come, and we're you know we we can't we we can't do a sally anymore. We can't just be joyful, okay?
4: Uh, we're calm. We want to be obedient. to uh, a <laughs> so,
0: you know, Wednesday night, God. Like, not myself, because the game's on. You know I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, oh, we I would do it. I mean, that's how we live sometimes. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. In Deuteronomy 6.5, you don't even have to turn there because we've already read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus said it. And so he said that, you know, we should love, uh, love the Lord our God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our strength. And that comes from Deuteronomy. And so the question is, is that possible? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It is possible. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: It also says in six and seven, it says, These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts, impressed among your children, about them when you sit
0: at home, and when you walk along the road, and when you lie down, and when you get up. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful, and that's that's back in, what book is that? What book is that in? That's still Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy. And when was that written? Was that written before or after uh, the Book of Mark that we were just looking at? <laughs> a
4: little bit before. Oh, isn't that interesting?
0: And then Jesus kind of picked up on that. <coughs> Ah, yeah, I he, he must have read it you know he, he and you're saying he you know, we he wake w- up
4: every day and thank God <laughs> and we should be thanking God at night and work up free without Susan yeah
0: exactly yeah and so so then we get to this we get to the, the to the what, what I like to call the big O word again mm-hmm.
4: Obese. and so John fourteen fifteen. 15 <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because we we have to we have to turn there and we have to read it. It's very short. It's not the shortest verse in the Bible because we know what that one is. Jesus, mm-hmm. what, what? What was that, Ernie? If you love me, you will obey what I command. Okay. And somebody else have a different version. I don't know what that one is. If you love, oh yeah. If you love me, keep my
5: commands. If you love me, keep my
0: commands. That's the New King James. Uh-huh. Um, and so uh, and so th- that that is what. If you love me, you keep my command. What is he saying? Okay, okay. Okay. What well, I want to. You will
5: though if you love it, you want
0: to. Oh. Yeah, see, we don't want to rob that joy, you know, because that's that's where it comes from again. So no, I of course I want to. The problem is sometimes I don't. <laughs> that's 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 part of the problem. And yet there's there's been a provision for that. And of course, that's what Romans is talking about, you know. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I love the Bible when it says, uh, so, okay, so we can't do that perfectly. So we just, what do we do? Just keep, go ahead and keep on sinning? Of course not. Yeah, by no means. <laughs> exactly right. By no means. So he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. So what are the command? Who said, who said that? Jesus. Oh, Jesus said that.
4: God so, said. Excuse
0: me? God. Okay. God said that. Okay. So, uh, so what are they? Oh, oh, okay, that's what we got. That okay, that's that's right back here. I read that before already tonight. That's in Mark. It's also in Deuteronomy, isn't it? Okay, that's one. Is there any more than that? Sure. That's there's there's two. Huh? You uh, ten?
1: Is that
0: what you're asking for? Ten No, he's... Listen, two I'm two just
1: reading, two that
4: I'm just the, reading
0: the book, <laughs> and it says, if you love me, keep my commands. So the, the next logical question is, what commands?
4: The two
6: Love Oh, so there aren't any
0: others. So that's all so I got. Those are the two important ones. Oh, those are the two important ones. So can I, do I get the... Oh, are there other ones? Let's mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. take
0: Okay, so there's at least eight more. There's ten of the commandments. And you said that these two are important. So I can blow off the other eight if I just do these? No, it's I did. Oh, okay, so Marvin says <laughs> I can blow <laughs> go <laughs> <go laughs> <go Okay. go laughs> off.
4: argue because we're not under the law anymore.
7: Okay, so we
4: but that doesn't mean it's okay to go out and kill and murder. Either. All right, well, well yeah, there's kind of There's
6: 613, <laughs> <laughs> according <laughs> to the <show>. commandments. <laughs> a subcommandment. If, if you
7: do
5: the first two, you'll automatically keep the others.
0: If you do the first two, you'll automatically so keep the others. We're okay. talking about
3: the heart that flows out through right. the actions through
0: God well then how do I deal with how do I deal with something like uh, Matthew um, uh, don't turn there, Matthew (laughs) 5.25 you don't have to turn there, it's not on your list how do I deal with that that says hey guys if you got uh, in Matthew 5.25 he's he's talking to believers uh, that are having a dispute and essentially uh, that scripture is saying hey, settle these matters quickly amongst yourselves don't don't drag this stuff out. That's because that's what the pagans do. Okay, um, and um, is that a command? But I, if I'm only going to just love Jesus with everything I've got, with everything I've got. But, you know, Robert, you really torqued me off when I <laughs> bought that car from you. And, you know, you said you were going to sell it to me for 1000 bucks. When I got there, you wanted $1,200. And so, I'm, you know, I'm thinking you're trying to cheat me here, Robert. So I'm going to have to sue you, okay? Because it's like $200. Bucks too much. All right, brother?
4: You're
0: not supposed to sue your brother. Okay. But how do I
4: know
0: that? <laughs> 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 well, see, now I'm getting confused because you said that... Right, I understand yeah, well, that I Jesus said here I've, right, I I've read that yeah. but he says Jesus said that the most important one is this, I, I get that but, but then he says saw, in John so 14
4: he, 15 but it's plural it's plural. Oh, that's plural he says you'll keep my commands oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And
5: his yeah. commands are to love others and love Him. So if you differ. love Robert as much
4: as you love
0: yourself, you won't sue him for $2,000. How, how do we, how speed, we speed. deal with all the other commands in Scripture, then? Just pay me. <laughs> 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 Just pay me. Give me to
4: check out. I'm <laughs> ah. throwing a spare time. <laughs> 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 That's right. Well, That's a $200 spare time. That's a $200 spare Wow.
0: Okay, let's forget the Ten Commandments. Let's just look at the Gospels, for example. Let's just take a look at the Gospels. Uh, we got. Uh, there they are. Right there. Okay? They're talking essentially about the same events. Events. Okay? From a slightly different perspective. Right? And, oh, the Gospels are full of all kinds of interesting stuff, aren't they? Okay. Are there any commands in the Gospels? Of Jesus? Mm
5: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love the Lord your body. (laughs) Love one another.
4: (laughs) Alright. Well, well,
0: how do I deal with that then? Because the question on the table is, what what does it mean to live my life for Christ? Mm -hmm. And if he says, if you love me, Mm -hmm. I don't question that. Anybody here, for sure. I mean, we love the Lord, there's no question about that. You will keep my commands. Mm -hmm. And there's two, but I've cheated. I've I read the Gospels at least once. And I've seen stuff in there where Jesus said, do this, do that, do the other. It's out of flow. Huh? It's out of flow. It's out of flow. Okay, so that's our motivation. Okay. But that's what it looks like in it. <clears throat> okay. What, what's what it looks like? Nothing. The other commands. Oh. <coughs> Well, it's interesting because... Obviously, I'm leading up to something here. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, you can, you can it. Let's just hang with it. Let's just hang Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right.
0: So now that we're all in the spirit... <laughs> I'm using my proof <laughs> <laughs> You're
4: about
3: to throw through it <laughs> You know, even Jesus got angry so,
0: right? okay. so depending on how you What your perspective is In terms of how, how you quantify these things um, In the four gospels There are either There are either uh, Somewhere between 35 and 50 Commands of Jesus <laughs> Plural.
5: Well, some people may not have been aware that these were necessary. So he told us in the
0: Gospels, and if we love him and love others, we'll automatically do them. Oh,
2: Doris, I love you.
7: <laughs> when did Jesus?
0: when did Jesus say this in John 14 15? If you love me, keep my commands. What was going on historically as it relates to that book right there? Well, it
3: was
0: time for him to go and leave him.
4: Yeah. to go to the cross.
0: Yeah. Have the Gospels been written yet? No. How about the rest of the letters in the New Testament? No. <sighs> I love that. Okay, because guess what? Here's Jesus who left and said he was going to, as a guarantee, he was going to send the Holy Spirit, the Counsel, and, and God wrote all of these Quote, unquote, we call them books, they're really letters. He, he, he had, the, the Holy Spirit wrote these and used men and from different perspectives and used their personalities and so forth. And yet, it was the Holy Spirit that penned all of the entirety of, of the scriptures. And we, we believe that, of course, because it's true. It's true if you don't believe it, but we believe it. And so, here it is, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. And then, he spoke, he was speaking to that one guy there. Mm -hmm. In Mark, he was speaking to that one guy there. I don't know who else was there. Yet there was a whole bunch more people that were going to learn a whole bunch more stuff. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus was speaking to his boys on a real regular basis. Mm -hmm. And in fact, in the Gospels it says that they went, and and he, he sat with them and explained to them Okay, he explained to them. Well, I'm sure he was explaining to John, um, and and that's and then the Holy Spirit that helped John write these words for who, yes. us. And so and so we got these commands. And of course, not to disappoint you, um, uh, here's a list of 38 commands in the Gospels. Um, here's a list of 49 uh, because when you evaluate. Whether it was a command of Jesus or not, it, it, anyway, there's a list of 49. I like all of them, frankly. Uh, and then you can take the the then you can go to some of the more obscure. Uh, I wouldn't even call them scholars because they're not really scholars. Um, um, and uh, uh, in the New Testament, um, there's a there's a list that's floating around that it, it's true. Uh, I don't like the group uh, that this came from uh, per se, but it's. But they are biblical New Testament commands, not necessarily of Jesus. And they broke them down in terms of things that the Bible says to abstain from, things to avoid, things to ask, things to awake to. Uh, Seventy-four things that, are, that, that start with B, be exceedingly glad, be reconciled to a brother, okay? And they broke them, they, and it's really, I have, to, I have to get rid of the, the list because it's from, a, it's from a group that isn't real great. This <laughs> but... Forget the group for a moment. Uh, the list came right straight out of Scripture. There's no editorial here, and there's no theology here. It's just a list that they broke down, and I love it. And it talks about the things that we're talking about in terms of how to live our life for Christ. And and we have to be really careful, don't we? Because we've heard here many many times that you can't. It's not a checklist item. You can't just go through the list and say, okay, so today. Uh, I'm going to be merciful uh, as God is merciful. Okay. Uh, Jack did that one uh, because I'll tell you it would take you all day to go through and check a box. Okay. Because there's a thousand and fifty of them here. Okay. Now, there's a thousand and fifty things that are on this list. So you got to be careful about the to-dos here. Okay? Because if you're going to do all this kind of stuff, you're not going to be loving the Lord your God with everything that you are. You're you're not going to be taking at heart value what Jesus commanded us to do, you see? Because you're right. The rest of these things will be an outcome, but they're not an outcome. That's not good enough. Because what if you don't know?
5: That's why he told the people that
1: do you it do so strip
0: you? Okay. Mm. I find that really interesting because in our culture we're quite literate and a lot of households a lot of Christian households have lots of Bibles lots of Bibles lots of
4: Bibles
0: but, yeah. you go into some cultures there is no Bible mm-hmm. there are people that are going to be Christians and they are going to they are going to live the March passage and the John 14, 15 if you love me you'll keep my commands passage and they will never have had the opportunity to see one page of scripture isn't that interesting and yet in our culture and in most of the civilized world um, we we have scripture, and it's being translated into a lot of languages where they don't. And, and maybe one day they'll finish that. I'm not sure. So I find it really interesting that we have this opportunity in the church in the Ohio Valley in 2014 to have this discussion about uh, what does it mean to to uh, to listen to Jesus's words here about loving the Lord your God with everything you've got uh, and to follow His commands. an opportunity that other people don't have.
5: Mm.
0: It's called Scripture.
5: Well, everybody who's a Christian has the Holy Spirit. That's right. So the Holy Spirit is our teacher. That's correct. And he will teach anyone who doesn't know something if if they want to know. Is there more responsibility
0: for those that do Mm -hmm. have the Scripture? Amen. And that's my point. So my point is, is that here we are. What does it look like What does it look like to live our life for Christ?
4: It looks like
0: Christ. It looks like Christ. And for those of us that have the opportunity, every believer is filled with the Spirit all the way. We know that, biblically. We can't get any more. He's given us everything. All we have to do is, how much of Him do we want? We have to appropriate all of what He's already given us, not ask Him for more. And so, with that, he has given us the tools in our culture. And it comes with a tremendous amount of responsibility. And we, we sometimes forget that. And we can forget that right here in our own little community. We can forget that. Because, you know, there are people that have already made up their mind that the whole Jesus thing, forget it. Okay, they, they have hardened hearts. Um, uh, uh, or they just have been so busy in their life, they haven't given it much thought. There are all kinds of different people out there. And yet, we've been given Scripture, and we have been given the opportunity, the privilege, and what Scripture says, the obligation to be immersed in Scripture so that we know what the commands are. Because to the extent that we do, it's not that the Holy Spirit couldn't. I'm just saying that God has given us this gift of Scripture so that we can be engaged in it and he can speak to us through it and can accelerate. That's why we're here. Otherwise, we would be somewhere else and we would be somebody else, okay? But we're not. We're here and we have the Bible and we have the Holy Spirit like every believer and we have an obligation according to what the Scripture says Okay? Um, to understand what Jesus' commands are and then not allow the enemy to suck the joy right out of us because we get to study what the commands of Jesus are and have a yee moment <laughs> because we get to. We get to because we want to. What a privilege we have. What an absolute privilege that we have To be able to die to ourselves and to be engaged in God's word and and understand spiritually what the commands of the Lord are to accelerate making disciples. Right Right here in this place. Across the street. With our family members. We have to take that seriously. That's what it looks like. You 13 to 15
3: is a good reference to what you're talking about. Which says? Which says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one that they have not believed in? And how can they believe if the one whom they have heard or whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Hmm. so they, they have to hear it from
0: us. Amen. It's not an exclusive club. So when we, when we start asking uh, the question and then answering it, how do I live my life for Christ? What does that mean? And then what does that look like? You see, even that's not a complicated question, is it? It really isn't. Even though I can show you a list right here of a 1,050 commands in the New Testament in terms of, if you're not careful, what you might consider to be a checklist. Check, I'm going to do that. Check, I'm going to do that. Check, I'm going to You've got to be really careful with that. It's not a checklist. It is a manifestation and it is like the fruit of the Spirit. See, there's none of these that aren't a fruit of the Spirit in one way or another. Because we'll want to be doing these things because Jesus demonstrated and the more we fall in love with him and the more we understand who he is and the more we follow him and the more we are his disciples, the more excited we get about wanting to be like that. And it just comes and it just comes. And then when you read scripture, you go, oh, that?
4: <laughs>
0: And right. Susan, because you go, whoa, I've read that a hundred times. Yeah. I never saw that before. Never, never, never saw that before ever in a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And you're on fire until he changes it again for you. Mm-hmm. Because he puts you in a different place mm-hmm. and the Saint, and the Holy Spirit convicts you for something else. Mm-hmm. Now, if that is an absolute proof that Jesus is alive <laughs> yeah. and the Holy Spirit is in us, I mean, man, we ought to be shouting out from the rooftops. Because it's so real. It just gets so it gets so real when you see all this stuff happening around us, doesn't it? So that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like to live our life for Christ. We can keep it pretty simple. Because that's why Jesus gave that answer that he did. Jesus gave that answer because we come from a list of a thousand and fifty things to check off and so did the teacher of the law he had at least 613 but I'll bet you he had subcategories underneath those because every I only know a couple of real devout Jews that are, that are friends of mine, and I will tell you that they struggle through the 613, but they ask question after question after question of, of the law and of the rabbis because they'll take one of the mitzvah and they'll they'll add, it'll be number 612, and they'll have A, B, C, D, and E under that one as they're trying to be compliant and, and obedient to the law. Oh my gosh, it's like bondage personified. They are, they are in bondage. And so is every non-believer in bondage. And if you're not careful, you can be a believer and be in bondage too. And therein uh, lies the rub as we are empowered by the Spirit and as we are in step with the Spirit and as we are engaged in God's Holy Word and He's giving us everything we need uh, for life and for godliness. It's all there. And he'll reveal it to us sometimes the same passage six different ways based on what he has put in front of you right there. And he's just saying, Come on, Mm -hmm. come on, follow me. He's doing that to all of us. Amen?